Welcome to episode 16 of Granitetown Media's Inside Milford. My name is Tim Finan, and I will be your host for today's episode. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Rather than our typical interview, today we are fortunate to have not one, but two trustees from the Wadley Memorial Library Board of Trustees. In fact, we're recording this podcast from the New Hampshire room on the bottom floor of the library right now. Kathy Parenti and Lynn Coakley, I hope I pronounced that right. Yep. Okay. We're gracious enough to agree to sit down and talk with us about what it's like to be a library trustee and, more importantly, to talk about the proposal that the trustees are putting forward this year to make some long-needed improvements to the library facility here in Milford. Welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. So I just want to start off, as we talked about earlier, just kind of if we can just start off with introductions. I've never done one with two people before, so it's going to be interesting going back and forth and making sure we don't talk over each other, but we'll try, I guess. So maybe, Kathy, you can decide, just kind of tell us, you know, how long you've been in Milford, a little bit about yourself, and how long you've been a library trustee and that sort of thing. Okay. I met my husband back in 1992 on a sailing trip in the Bahamas, and I was living in Vermont at the time, and he was living here, so... We decided that we needed to make it permanent, so I moved here in July of 1993, and we were married in 94, and I've been here ever since. I decided to be a trustee. I had some free time, which is kind of a fib. I have seven grandkids, so there's no way that that's really a true statement. And I thought it would be a fun thing to do. I've never done anything like this before. It has been fun. It's been very challenging, and I'm way out of my wheelhouse. How long have you been a trustee? I'm finishing up my second year. Second year? Okay. Yes. So you're in your first term. Yes, and I became co-chair in the spring, and by September, I became full chair. So that's all new. And you're doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. How about you, Lynn? Uh, So my family moved to Amherst in 1987, and I went to the Amherst Middle School for one year and then came over to Milford to go to MASH, where I graduated in 92, so I was part of the last graduating class of MASH before they split the high school into two, and the kids from Amherst and Mount Vernon now go to Sauhegan. Uh, Then I went away for college, uh, but then I moved back to the area, So, and I've lived in the greater Milford area ever since. We lived in Hollis for a while. We lived out the other end of Milford for a while. We lived in Merrimack briefly, and when we've been back in town six or seven years probably, and we own a condo over by county stores so we can walk to the library. Oh, awesome. And how long have you been a trustee? This is the end of my first term, so just oh. three years. Oh, exciting. So what is a trustee? Who wants to take that? What, 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 what's the responsibility? What, what does a trustee do? Let's see. Trustees are advocates for the libraries. And we determine the mission of the library. We set policies that govern it. And we hire and evaluate the director. And we oversee the general management of the library. Okay. We also have discretion over the library budget. So the town votes us a line item that just has a total amount on it. Mm -hmm. And the library board of trustees has discretion over how we spend that allocation from the town. Okay. And then any other monies that we raise as well. So uh, how often do you guys meet? At least monthly. But more often these days now that we're pushing towards the Expanovation. Expanovation Project Campaign Voting. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Which we will get to in depth. I'm sure. So trustees, that's an elected position. It is in the town of Milford. Not every town. So every town that has a library has trustees. Not every town elects them. In the town okay. of Wilton, for example, they're appointed by the select board. But here in Milford, we are elected for three-year terms. And I don't believe there's any limit on the number of terms you can serve. I don't think so. And how many, of, how many are you? We're supposed to have seven. We have currently six um, and two alternates. And we're always looking for more alternates. Okay. I believe we can have up to four alternates. Yes. So you currently have, you're supposed to have, okay, so there are two seats I thought were up in yes. March. Correct. So does that mean there's three really because you have a vacancy? How does that work? Yes. So in March, we're going to have two full terms on the ballot. Uh, my position for which I do plan to run again. Mm-hmm. And then we have another person whose term is expiring in 2020. And then we are going to be having an election for the one year that is remaining of a term that somebody couldn't finish. Okay. So that would be a one-year position. So for somebody who maybe wasn't ready to make a three-year commitment to the library or wasn't sure how much time it was going to take 
that might be a way to get okay. started. So if somebody's in, well, actually, we're going to talk about that later when, when okay. um, about what if somebody's interested in being a trustee. All right. So why don't we kind of move slowly into the project? So before we get to the renovation, can one of you talk a little bit about the history of the library? You know, how far does it go back? We've had a library here in Milford since uh, just after, or yeah, just after the Civil War, um, right. and it was in housed in the town hall which moved around a little bit it was at the eagle hall what is now the eagle hall was at one point the town hall the library was in there and then it was in what is now the town hall then they built the part behind the town hall mm -hmm. and the library was in there and that's where you see the word library carved where on. people to this day still go to town hall thinking it's a library they indeed they do and in fact that was one of the comments we had one of the reasons why we took down the big tree in the front of the library was so that you could see that we are the library. Oh, we had sense. several people come and say, I couldn't even see there was a, I didn't know you, we were there. There are actually three signs. I didn't pay attention to a couple of them, but there are three signs on the building on Nashua Street. On the town hall building? No, on this one. On this one, okay. On this current building, yeah. There's a big one on the town hall. It yeah. says library. <laughs> yeah. But there's a, there's a big sign on the front of Bale School that says Milford, Milford High School, too. Yes. So we There's have, only we, so much money you can spend on that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, but this building is from the 1950s, or 1950 itself, actually. The original building. The original building, and the part that we're in now is part of the original building. And then we put an addition on, a significant addition on in the mid-'80s. And it was projected that those, that addition and the renovations we had done at that time were projected to last 20 years. And we're a bit by, beyond that right now, so... A bit, but but it's not bad actually, right? Well, we've, we've been working very hard to take care of the most obvious yeah. things that need to be addressed, like yeah. asbestos and lighting and carpets. But they they planned for the addition to last twenty years in you know nineteen eighty five, whatever it was. And so what's that? That's fifteen, thirty five years. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Okay, good. So then then we built the addition in the eighties, and that's where we are now. You know, one thing I and I was doing some homework today and. and researching some of this stuff. New Hampshire actually has a very significant role in libraries in general. The very first public library in the entire country was in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Wow, I did not know it's that. The very first, it was um, the first taxpayer-supported public library was in Peterborough, New Hampshire in 1833. Oh my goodness. So this is like the uh, library mecca of the country. So that's, that's another thing you guys can use. That's fantastic. It is. We're going to get t-shirts printed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although I did make a note that... Uh, when the li when this library was opened, first one, not not this facility, in the eighteen you know, after the Civil War, it was started with five hundred dollars in taxpayer money. Wouldn't that be nice to be able to build a library or start a library with five hundred dollars? Yes, but uh, imagine how many fewer taxpayers they had back then. This is true. This is very true. Okay, so what about the current facility? How we, what do we have now? Do do you guys know like what's the square footage now? Thirteen thousand five hundred. Right now, okay, Ooh, including yeah. the addition and okay. Correct. She knew that. That's good. I, I read that, that today, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I should have known it. So and and I've got here that I saw. I don't know where it might have been on one of your presentations that the the property is about two acres. So so that was some nice preliminaries there. So why don't we start with what you just called the expandovation, right? Yes. Did you guys come up with that? Yes. Yep. Yep. It's so, a renovation with a small expansion. Okay. All right. So actually, before you start with that, can you talk about like just a brief history of, of the attempts before, like what was tried before and what did you do wrong? If you did something wrong, or maybe we did something wrong by not voting for it. It wasn't an ideal situation uh, on either side. And so what we've done differently this time is we started by getting input from patrons and from the community as to what they wanted to see from the library. So we went in knowing that there were some changes that we were going to have to make. The uh, HVAC system, for example, is woefully outdated and painfully uh, busted, I think mm -hmm. is the technical term. And expensive to maintain. Right, exactly. All right, but every time we have to call the people to come and look at it, it costs again and again. As you know from... Those of you that own a home and have a furnace, it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the first the first project, not the first project, but the, your first attempt at this was much grander. 
you're going to yes. raise the whole building, if I remember right, and, and start from scratch in, in phases, but it, you're replacing the building. Right. It didn't really go over very well with, with mm-hmm. the town. It was too dramatic a change and too expensive. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we, it was like $5 million or something, right? Over, five, over, million. Five, over million. five million. And people didn't like the design. It was it, We redesigned the whole thing, and it looked like a completely different building okay. because it was. So you decided to learn from that, and you moved on to this newer... More we scaled sure back. Awesome. And in <laughs> fact, uh, we're almost entirely a new board from then. Oh. So we have two people who cur- are currently on the board who lived through the previous incarnations of the building project, and they're very useful in providing some historical Good. Uh, institutional memory and stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's primarily a new group, and so that really helped us to re- imagine and revision how we were going to do it rather than just saying well we did all this work and we hate to throw away work we've done mm-hmm. but at the same time it was clear that the town did was not interested in voting for the library project that we had proposed five years ago mm-hmm. so that's good so what's what's the new project the new project as we said is mostly renovations um the big palladian window has failed so we need to replace that now which that's the the window we're in the front facing Nash Street? Or facing out? the parking area. Facing the parking lot. It's Off. the big, it's got the curve at the top and okay. the sun comes in in the mornings. It's really nice, but the window's not doing anything it's for us at this efficient. point. No. Um, let's see, what else renovation-wise? The HVAC. Yeah, HVAC. Plumbing, we need to add additional bathrooms. We only have two for patrons. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of challenging for... Folks with little children, because they're not quite big enough for strollers and multiple children. Okay. So wh- why don't we start? So what's new? We can, we can, come, we can get to the, uh, you know, things that need to be fixed anyway, you know, regardless <laughs> of whether this past year fails, things that have to be fixed. But what's go- what, what is new as far as facilities concerned? So if you take a look at the footprint of the building right now, it's got sort of three chunks, makes a little bit of an L shape. Mm-hmm. And the proposed expansion portion finishes off the square. Okay. So it fills in the part sort of where the current handicapped parking space and the, the front door is. The, uh, well, the parking lot entrance. The parking lot entrance. Right. So that would become uh, interior. And then we would put hopefully several handicapped parking spaces up in the parking lot area and redo the entrance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's unfortunate that this is audio only, so we can't look at pictures. But so, but it, I, I've seen the pictures, and it's it's a really nice like addition, right? Like you said, it kind of squares off that little. Yeah, and what it does, we we'll, then we'll do some renovation on the interior as well, and move the circulation desk to a more central location. So right now, the librarians and the staff feel a little bit barricaded in it's a big old wooden desk Mm -hmm. and it's hard to maneuver around and in today's climate they don't need to spend all their time barricaded behind a big wooden desk so we'd put that make that smaller and put it somewhere where it was easier to see no matter what door you came in where the circulation desk was located and where you could go to get whatever assistance no, so you where, need. So it's not going to be there. So you're talking about if I come in the doors from the parking lot, kind of left, kind of at 10 o'clock when you yeah, come in. Yeah, it'll be sort of big... more right in front of you. Oh, okay. So in the, I don't know what you call that area, The that's the, the 86th edition. Yes. So it'll be in yep. there. And so also if you come in from Nashua Street and up the big stairs through the big doors, it would also be right in front of you. Okay. So what will we get what will the voters get um, if they pass this that's new, that they don't have now? I mean, I know... Well, we'd stop harassing them about it. Well, that's, that's very important. <laughs> would, Is that a commitment? <laughs> I personally will stop harassing them about it, yes. I would think that that would be enticing at some point. Really? <laughs> It'll be a more welcoming entry from okay. the parking area. Um, all your grab-and-go items will be located in one area, your magazines... Newspapers, DVDs. brand new releases, DVDs, CDs, mm-hmm. and a little cafe area. So if you're if you don't want to linger in the library, you can grab everything in one shot and check out and go. Okay. So. It's also going to have if you do want to linger, it's going to have some more meeting rooms and more capacity to host small groups. So I know I have a friend who's in the Stamp Club, and I know he says that sometimes there's 
hard to get a space, even though they meet every week or mm -hmm. every month here. Um, yeah, it is, it is a, that is on. a problem, um, getting space. So there's not going to be new meeting space in the new addition. You're talking about in the new layout, I guess. Um, so hopefully what we're going to do with the addition is also to expand the side of the library that currently faces Franklin Street. So from Nashua Street, it's on your left. Okay. And that's currently the children's room where we have all our children. This isn't the new edition. You're talking about the 86 edition then? Correct. Okay. It's not, it's not the proposed edition. But the edition. new thing you'll get is a bigger programming space. We're going to get a bigger children's programming space by okay. rearranging. And okay. it won't just be for children either. It'll be for adult programs in the evenings. Right. But where it's going to save us a lot of space, I think, is during the day, we'll be able to confine the children's program to the children's programming space and then other areas will become available. Right now, the children's program often is schlepping their totes of supplies around the building oh, okay. with small people traipsing after them, which is kind of adorable, but not the most efficient use of the space. Well, that sounds, yeah, I was, I was going to say efficiency. That that's, uh, sounds like what you're getting at there. Uh, yes, we're trying to design, to redesign what we have so that we can use it more efficiently. Okay. Um, and I do want to say that our new library director, and she's not that new, four years now? I don't know. I have no concept of time Has anymore. it been four years? <laughs> it, it may well be, huh? It's been several years. The library director, it's been really wonderful having her on board because she has a fresh set of eyes to look at things. She's worked in other libraries, and she's able to say, I've seen this work, I've seen this not work, here's an idea, and she's very collaborative with the staff. So between all of them, they've been able to come up with a lot of these ideas and say to us, hey, trustees, this is what the staff is asking for. So we take what the staff is asking for, we take what we've heard from the patrons and the community, we try to put that together in something that hopefully is not unpalatable to the voters and the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. I noticed on one of your presentations on the website, you, you talk about a new programming room. What What is that? That's the the children's programming yes. area. Oh, that's what you were yes. just talking about, the new yep. children's program. Okay. It, you'll also be able to reconfigure it to uh, have the music programs. Mm -hmm. The, uh, what do we call that? The Acoustic, Acoustic Cafe. Acoustic Cafe, that's right. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> right. So we'll be able to configure that to have adult programs as well. So you... and. Hope, again, hopefully a lot of the programming materials can live in the space. There'll be some additional storage so that you're not having to move everything around every time you do a program. So the, it sounds like the whole floor plan, even in the existing building, will be streamlined. Yes. 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 We'll even have a space for teens, which doesn't exist at this point. I think there are just a couple of chairs for them. And now there'll be a room with a glass door so they can... Oh, okay. Be I was, noisy I was gonna, in there, and they can be watched at the same time. I was going to ask that because that's another thing I saw on the thing. So there is, there is a teen area now, or there is not. I, it's just a few chairs. You said. I guess it's kind of the young adult books are all in the same section together with each other. And where is that? And is I that think in a chair? It's right by the front doors there on Nashua Street. And you come in on the right. Yeah. Is that where it is? Okay. Yeah. So, so where is this separate area with glass going to go? The same. Where the fireplaces, all the way the over computers to are. Oh, yes. okay. Um, so that the computers are going to be moved to be closer to the circulation desk and we'll be able to eliminate the need for a separate reference desk, okay. which saves us on staff time and also allows us to more easily help people with the computers and with the 3D printer and the other technology, which, as you might imagine, is a growing area mm -hmm. of libraries. Do you have a lot of teens? We do. In? Yep, we do. It's hard to find a place where you can hang out for free. No, I agree. You know? I agree. And understandably, they get kicked out of Cumberland Farms, and huh. they get chased off the a Oval. A library is a great place for it, and that's that's where you want them to go. Well, ideally, yes. we'd like and if, so, if you have a facility to support it. Right. Yep. So we'd like to be able to make it so that they want to hang out here rather than mm -hmm. wherever else they might be hanging out. So getting back to the addition itself, what do you know what the square footage of the new addition is going to be? It's under 4,000, four? right? Just under four. Just I under believe. four, in addition to the, I forget what you said already. 13.5. 13.5. And it will 
the the new addition will bump us up into requiring a sprinkler system. So that will be ah. beneficial. So why don't we jump to that? Could jump to the what will be fixed. One one of the things just when thinking about this whole project as a taxpayer, I think it's like it seems like it's an awful lot of money for a four thousand square foot addition. Two thirds of the money is going to the renovation. That was my question. It's like have you have you broken it apart? Because that's important. Because yes. someone's going to get up at the deliberative session and say, "Why are we spending? What do we say? Three million dollars, three and a half million dollars on right. this tiny addition?" You said three quarters is about his renovation. About two thirds. Two thirds is uh, about yeah, rough. So what? So what are those renovations? You just mentioned sprinklers. So this building is not sprinkled. It is not sprinkled. Oh, right. So the HVAC needs to be fully replaced, which involves digging out the walls and climbing in the ceilings and uh, so then while you're there the electrical isn't failing as badly as the HVAC but it's not great and when, you, you yourself noticed there are no outlets in this room and That's when right. we had the um, all the contractors come in to look at the facility to see to provide a an estimate to go in our budget the electrician noted that the uh, electrical panel is very scary that scary was, meaning unsafe. Yeah, that was his professional assessment. As you might imagine, over the years, we've cobbled together and tried to fix what we could and keep it going as long Band-aids, as we could. yes. Well, that really surprised me that this building is not sprinkled right now. I didn't know that. And is it just because it's grandfathered? I don't know. I mean, are you going to have to do... I, I would assume you're going to have to do it eventually anyway. I think it's grandfathered because of the size when we put on the addition in the 80s. It wasn't required at that time. And the codes changed, too, as but now the, time goes on. Right. Now that the code, they've updated the codes, so if we do a project and increase the square footage, it's going to require a sprinkler system, which I think we would want to do, even if it weren't required. It makes, it makes sense. Oh, definitely. Oh, for sure. That's all. I was surprised to hear that. When I was reading on your website, you mentioned sprinklers. I'm thinking, it's like, there's no sprinklers in the library? There's no sprinklers All this in paper? The <laughs> right. We yeah. do still have some asbestos. It's almost gone. Are we going to get rid of the asbestos? Yes. The, okay, yes. Good. We've been working on that all along. That's one of the tasks we've been trying to get off the renovation plate before. And also the most of the flooding. What what gets flooded? Sewer, sewer backup. Oh. Yeah. It's nice. It's not nice. So they've, they've added a, a backflow, a new backflow device, and I think that is helping. Mm-hmm. But it, it's hard when, I guess, the... Uh, Drain, drain is above the street, okay. so they need some sort of system to improve that whole situation. Right, and we've talked to the water department, and we've talked to some contractors, and it's going to be more complicated than we had hoped. It's not as easy as make a bigger drain. Mm-hmm. So that's where the money goes. It goes to not yeah. sexy items. It's all right. the stuff you don't really But see. that's important to know, so it sounds like without trying to do the math quickly, it's that's over $2 million, I'm guessing, just on... On well, renovations, not H- re- on maintenance, yeah. maintenance stuff. Yeah, pretty much. We've been on the CIP mm-hmm. 19 times. I know. I'm on the CIP, <laughs> CIP committee. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's why these things, you know, we, we we repair the things that we can, and then there's others that are just so mm-hmm. cost prohibitive that we can't, mm-hmm. we can't address it at this point. Right. And then, of course, the cost to do it piecemeal, if you were to replace only the HVAC for, say, a million dollars... But then you had to come back and redo the electrical mm-hmm. three years later, it would be another million dollars. Yep. But if you do them together, hopefully the contractors can work together. They only have to take the roof apart once. So they're, hopefully they're, we've built enough of the necessary maintenance items into this particular plan that we can s- get some efficiencies of scale and save some money on the contract work that way. Good. That sounds smart. We're trying. Yeah. So, back to the the new things on looking at the, your that nice little flyover you did, which is really really nice. I like there's that. A, yeah, there's a fly through video, and it is on the website. If you go to the Wadley Memorial Library website, you can click on click here for more about our expanivation. <laughs> It'll take you right to the expanivation site, which contains a wealth of information. It does, I, and I spent a lot of time on it this afternoon getting ready for this. But one of the things that we haven't talked about yet is the nice, and I hope it's still in the plan, the nice terrace that you were going to put right, yes, up, that right we, up behind us, I think. It's still in the plan. We're hoping we'll get the funds for it. 
it is a nice location and mm-hmm. outdoor space for anyone to use and especially in the pumpkin festival that would yeah. be a nice little venue for music or, or can whatever. you just kind of describe what at least the way it is on the plans right now what that terrace looks like so it's in the front of the building facing nashua street uh there's no change to the front of the building the facade itself but where now we have those steps that come up right to the door there would be a patio area that would be um, flagstone some other material and then have some walls around it and we could possibly put cafe tables out there Mm -hmm. we could have music performances out there people who were waiting for a table at bar one could Mm -hmm. wander over and or green leaf or green or green leaf right exactly (laughs) no offense to green leaf Um, and it's also an opportunity for fundraising people mm -hmm. can buy pavers or benches or whatever suits them yeah i i would personally i'd strongly encourage you to try to keep that in the plan because that that's great because that's you know you can do your we talked about the acoustic cafe you could see that sitting out there right or pumpkin festival we put something out there friday night yep. if people are walking into town yeah no it'd be uh, we could do a podcast out there live there live go. from the terrace we can hear the cars go by and there's that problem we have the uh, yeah so we're hoping to keep that we're keeping that in the plan we're hoping to be able to save some money in other areas so that we can keep that in the final so that when the project is completed that's still included all right parking yeah. Are there going to be any changes done to the parking lot? Not as part of this proposal, but we are working with the parking committee. So the town has a parking committee. I don't know if everybody knows that. And we've been working very closely with them. We have a staff member and a trustee on the parking committee working with the town. Uh, so right now, I don't know that they're going to have anything ready for this year's warrant articles. Mm-hmm. So rather than have us do something and then have to change it later when we come to some agreement. We've decided that the best thing to do at this point is for us to leave the parking as it is for now. With the addition of four handicap spots. Right, Right, with the addition of the handicap spots. And then as we work with the town and the local merchants, we'll see what needs to be done and where the money's gonna come from and what that can look like. Um, We did have somebody look at when we took the houses at there used to be two houses at the top of this hill here mm-hmm. in the parking lot the top of the hill in the parking lot right yes correct and uh, the trustees purchased those houses some years ago and eventually demolished them just recently in the past few years and we had look we had somebody come and look at whether it made sense to pave that over and make that additional parking right away mm-hmm. and there opinion was that because of the work you'd have to do on the surveying and especially the drainage because you're on top of the hill it would be cost prohibitive especially if we thought we were going to be changing it soon well that that that's i'm glad to hear that 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 you're working with that committee and kathy did you have something more to add about the parking yes we are currently working with the parking committee we're having a meeting on thursday with them a special meeting, so we'll oh, see. Oh, good, good. We'll see uh, didn't what they, they come up with. Didn't they hire some? They were going to hire. A, they have a hired a firm, um, Fieldstone in in Milford okay. here. I'm not sure if they're going to have a plan for us at this point. I think they just hired them last week. So. Okay, right. So they may not be ready this year to do something, mm-hmm. and so we're hoping that we can start with the building portion and then move on to the parking portion. Because, I mean, we all, all the trustees live in town, and we have also tried to park in town. <laughs> We're aware. Yeah, oh, yeah. And and there's actually quite a bit of land. Um, when you look at, I go on Google Maps, and you, and you look at the, the two acres that the library has, that's a little big hunk of land up here. It so. is. It's awkward to get to it. it. So it we, we consistently have trouble with, in the winter, people getting stuck coming up the hill and then there's no access on the other side of the building through that hill because we don't own enough Mm -hmm. so So that that was actually my next question so there is no plan in in this plan for any additional access whether whether it be on nashua street or out to franklin or we don't own any of that other land so really don't i swear i and i think i've asked you guys this before and you told me i'm wrong I, I thought, and you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the trustees bought a property on Franklin Street. I, mm. I no, no, it's been talked about. Hmm. I, but so I know at think, one point, because you know. I used to be the selectman's rep 
years ago for the trustees and well, they rented a, they rented a property well, I'm not a selectman so I can't um, <laughs> and the trustees rented out a house over there oh it was the green one yeah that was taken down oh okay but it's still not enough okay space for access that was oh that's the one lot. like on right on the corner kind yeah. of okay all right yeah but it's still not but there's another one on Franklin Street that people have been talking about I don't know mm -hmm. what's going to come of it so you weren't technically wrong, but you are wrong. <laughs> Thank you very much for that clarification. <laughs> Glad we got that cleared up. Okay, so, all right, I'm gonna ask, throw out a few commonly heard criticisms. So you guys can respond to them and tell me what you think. I'm sure we've heard them. I'm sure you have, <laughs> I'm sure you have. The, the first one is libraries are obsolete. Why do, we need, why do we need a library anymore? We've got the internet, you know, I can listen to I can listen to any music I want on this phone right here. I can virtually read any book on that phone. Why do we need a library? Well, not everybody can afford to have internet or a cell phone. They may not even be able to read, so they mm -hmm. come in here and they ask for assistance, and they get audiobooks. They have folks help them with job applications. Um, we also provide services other than simply books. We have the AARP tax assistance. And we have, we're going to be doing some work with the census, the census taking for 2020. So we provide services other than simply books, but we provide more and a, a wider variety of items than you would necessarily have in your house. So I understand you have the internet, but mm -hmm. many of the country's newspapers are behind paywalls. Mm -hmm. And if you wanna keep up with what's going on, Maybe you don't want to pay for the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune and the Boston Globe, but we have all of that here at the library. You can come in and read those every day, and we have people that do. Mm -hmm. We have museum passes. We are a licensed passport agency. We have a 3D printer. We have three 3D printers. We have three really? 3D printers. One of them we 3D printed from one of our other 3D printers. <laughs> I just think that's the best. <laughs> I know, not everybody thinks that's the best. And we have movies. We have um, senior movies on, on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And that's that. they're a large portion of our patrons. Since we, the town doesn't have a an actual senior center, a lot of them come here, mm -hmm. as well as the town hall. But they come here and they watch movies and they socialize. And Well, that was actually one of the things I was thinking. I mean, hasn't it, the concept of a library has dramatically evolved in, it the, sure has, in the last yeah, 20 totally. years i mean it's almost i mean you could almost have a library without having books anymore. you know you you True. you could right because you mentioned the senior center oftentimes i think of libraries today as almost like a community center more than a library yes know, more than a, many you know. of our patrons are either elderly or they are people with small children who are home during the day mm -hmm. and need some place to go that's affordable educational and they're where their children can interact with other children. They can interact with other adults. Yeah, yeah. I, I think libraries are, you know, I almost wish that you should stop calling the library. At some point, you should come up with another name for it. I don't know, you know, whether it, it might be, be a, in the will, and we may not be yeah. allowed to change it. You mean it's always going to be the William A. Wadley Memorial Library? Why? William Why? Y. See, it makes it even worse. William Y. Wadley. Um, it's a mouthful. But it's our mouthful. But when you think of a library... It's understandable how some people might say, you don't need a li you know, the library I went to when I was growing up, I'd go and look through the card catalogs oh, and sure. go find the book <laughs> right. and come back and, you know, take notes, go put the book back. You know, that isn't largely necessary anymore. I mean, there's a place for it, but, um, but I there's, actually there's many other hardcover hmm. books. I, oh, I, I, my I, husband likes, he does that too, but he also does the ebooks. So, oh, I read, yeah. I read all the time, but I buy them. I don't, <laughs> Tim, you have to come here. It's free. It's free. This Tim. is true. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea about the newspapers when you said it because I never thought about that. Yeah. Because I actually, I actually pay the Boston Globe almost 30 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to read the Washington Post all the time, but sometimes if there's something going on politically, I might want to look at and the Washington Post. And there are those really cool newspaper. long butt sticks where you, you put them on there. The cool long sword fighting sticks, yes. <laughs> I like those. Yes, those are um, they're very popular with with boys of all ages. Yeah, um, we also have subscriptions to 170 magazines. Yep. So again, 
you're not sure you want to take up gardening mm-hmm. and you want to subscribe to a magazine, but you don't know which one. Well, we've got six or seven of those. You come in, take a look at what they offer. Yeah. Uh, the it, other thing we also have is subscriptions to Ancestry database services. So, you uh-huh. know, you have to pay for those research tools, Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. So the library has paid for subscriptions to a couple of those, and you can come in using our computers, do that research without having to pay for your own subscription. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. That's great. But, yeah, like, like I said, I, th- I think the, the use of libraries has evolved um, quite a bit. And there's a, you know, almost to the contrary of them being obsolete, I think there's more use for them today oh, sure. than there were before because they do so many more things. True story, I was probably, I don't know, two, three years ago. It might have been longer ago than that, actually. I was away on a business trip, and I was flying home to Boston. And I happened to be going to a Red Sox game that night with my son. But my flight got in at like 11 in the morning or something. So I landed in Logan. I was like, oh, I don't want to drive all the way to Milford and then turn around and come back tonight. To go. So I was like, oh, I'll just try to kill some time in Boston. Stop at the Boston Public Library and just you know see what's going on there. I spent the entire day at the Boston Public Library and had the best time. I mean, it, it's an, I don't know if you guys have been down there lately. And, and granted, we're no Boston Public Library. But that library has everything you can imagine. I mean, they've got... You know, WBUR has a little studio in there, so you can sit there and watch them broadcasting. You can go. There's a cafe. There's, you know, a periodical section. All this. And I spent the entire day at the Boston Public Library, and, you know, the time went like that. That's what they're for. One time my husband and I were in Denver, and we had gone over to the art museum, and it wasn't open yet. Next door to the Denver Art Museum is the Denver Public Library, Mm -hmm. which was open. So we wandered in there. We never even made it to the art museum. Mm -hmm. The Denver Public Library has like seven floors. There's one that's completely devoted to maps of the old American West. They have the country's largest collection of Old West Americana maps and charts and treasure maps and all sorts of amazing stuff. Paintings. Yeah. Libraries have great potential. You know, and granted, I mean, you're just doing a modest addition here, but you know, we've got the the Historical Commission, the Cary House over mm-hmm. on Union Street with all sorts of stuff. I mean, that could easily be incorporated into a library type thing. Right. And that's hopefully we'll have some more room to do displays and, you know, revolving historical items. We are, in fact, and you, you haven't asked, but people will be wondering, we are going to bring back the Fountain Lady. Uh-huh. She's not going to be the a soldier's memorial. The soldier's memorial is her official name. She's, she's waiting. She's yes, waiting I think she's us. down at the wastewater she treatment is, plant. Yes. <laughs> I saw her she's down all there. She's wrapped up. Yep. Yes, the water department did a lot of good work on getting her. So that's good. Up. So that's coming back. That's going to be in the back, I think. Yes. Right. A different location. I think it is. It will be. I think people will see her more. Okay, so another th- another can bless you. Another yeah. another thing you're going to hear is that there's always going to be something more important than a library. That's which always is actually been the true. Case. It is. There's always going to be something more important. It bothers me because I'm a big supporter of the library. It's always it's not a tough sell, but it's it's hard to put that next to a fire station or a police right. station. And when you look at how long it took to get the ambulance building, you go, oh, and that's the ambulance building. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that they're obsolete. Right. Exactly. Well, we need to maintain the existing property, and if we continue to not maintain it or invest in the library, we run the risk of failure of existing systems, which would then require expensive emergency service or replacement. So we don't, we would like to avoid that. Oh, I, if we had a, I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to say it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough for voters. I mean, we're all, we're all voters, taxpayers, you know, it's tough when you have to, like, I believe there's going to be another, probably another warrant article comparable size to, to your request. You yes, know, that, that's our impression. Yes, we met with the select equipment. board last week, and, and they indicated that that was probable. So it's it, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare the two of them. You almost have to like look at them individually on their own merits and say, you know, we need this, and maybe we need them both. Well, I mean, we look at the schools separately, and because the schools are something that the town needs, and then the town departments and the other items are all something that the town needs, right. and we don't say, well, we're not going to pay for the schools this year. So I think that it's possible that we could fund the library this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. We're the only department that hasn't been upgraded since yeah. 1986. I think that's probably true. Maybe not DBW. Well, they're in that building, though. That they got the new building. The building's nice. It's not that new down there, is it? It's, since ni- it's newer than 1986. Is it? I'll believe you. 
I, I believe that to be true. Yeah. But I, I see no reason why you can't, you know, you can't, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. And unfortunately, it's not an emergency service. But it is the most used building yep. department in town. And we all benefit from it um, because the t- it's a better town, especially you're in a great location. So it, it literally does improve the, the downtown area. Oh, you know, sure. People come and, and frequent the other businesses. Right. We did at one point look at moving farther out of town, purchasing some land, big parking lot. And that was some years before I was on the board. But the feeling of the town and the voters was, no, that's our library. We want that downtown with yeah. all of our other important buildings. We have a lot of people who walk here, a lot of patrons who walk. So. It's a great location. It really is. Access isn't wonderful, but the location of the library itself is a great location. Yep. All right, so if this does pass this year, hopefully it passes, mm-hmm. how long is it going to take? Well, Jason will have to, Jason Lacombe of SMP um, Architecture will have to firm up the plan. Um, they would start probably, what they say, in August or so? It would start next fall. And it would take okay. probably nine months or so, depending on what they actually find. And would the library be able to stay open the entire time? Yep. Yep, our construction management firm, Milestone, is uh, well-versed in keeping patrons safe and keeping the facilities open. And it, they will only close if there's something that's really dangerous mm-hmm. that needs to occur. It, it may be that there would be, you know, four days at one point and then four days at another point where they would have to close. But for the most part, we've told them that it's very important that we keep the library open as much as possible in order to continue to serve the patrons. And they agreed that that should be not be a problem. Good, good. All right, so did we cover pretty much everything as far as what's going to be done, do you think? I think so. I think so. Kind of rambled around um, a bit there, but I think we covered we're it going, all. Uh, I did want to <coughs> mention that if you look at the fly-through video on the website, you'll see that as we've put on the small addition, we've also kept what are currently the exterior walls. So some of that original brick and the... current windows that are no longer energy efficient will be able to keep those okay and they'll be inside so they'll be inside and the loft i was gonna say actually that's one thing i don't think we talked about right in the new edition does you want you to describe that there'll be a little loft outside of the keys room the keys meeting room um it'll be big enough for several comfortable chairs small meetings can happen there reading space so this is in the new edition that's in that little alcove it'll sort of and it will overlook, overlook the new entrance way mm-hmm. yep so it'll be nice so you can will there be access from the keys room or is that just the windows will no there'll be access yep. from the keys room as well so you'll be able to either get there from the ground floor or you'll be able to get there from the keys room so you could use it for example if you were having an event in the keys room and wanted to have a grand introduction of your guest speaker, they could wait out on the te- veranda, patio, <laughs> the veranda. terrace, porch <laughs> area. Well, the terrace is on the front, so that'll, that'll have to be the veranda. <laughs> they could wait out on the in the loft area, the balcony, and, and be grandly presented. Actually, a loft sounds more Milfordy. Yeah. You know, veranda. That's also a good naming opportunity if somebody wanted to make a donation. Oh, there we go. We are happily accepting donations for any and all portions of this project. So, And we are working with our marketing team and the Friends of the Library Committee to come up with a variety of naming opportunities of different oh. levels and sizes. Oh, we do have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll forward that off to everybody. No, that's great. We've done that. That's awesome. It'll be on our website. Which which leads right into what I was going to talk about. Just to, to recap the costs, at, as of right now, it's $3.4 million. Has that changed since last Monday? That's the total cost of the project, of the not project, the total cost that's of what, the bond. That's what the warrant article will be. The way yep. the warrant article has to read is to list the total cost of the project and then to list the amount we're asking But you've for. done quite a bit of fundraising already. We so have How indeed. much fundraising have you done so far? I think it's up to something like 672000 Wow. We had the 500000 and... That that's only to be used for a new a library building or a hospital. So we're oh we you can't so, use it, so we like can't, you got it from some yes some trust with, it's some from other. a trust with restrictions. So yes. we can't use that to do the maintenance on the existing systems. Okay. So we have to build something with it. So okay. if we do an expansion, we can use it with a renovation. We can use that money and then get. That, some more that's money actually very fun. interesting. Um, I'm I'm thinking purely from a 
marketing, PR perspective. So you could almost say a good portion of the addition is paid for. Oh, absolutely. And that, you know, a lot of this money you're asking the taxpayers for is for, you know, renovations to the existing building. Yes, that's a true statement. It's an interesting way to look at it. And you, so you're continuing to fundraise? You mentioned Yes, that we things. are, and we will continue. Okay. So, because there are a lot of, I mean, you've probably already done this, but there's, but there's probably, there's other, you know, organizations in town, trusts and, and foundations that We're hoping they grants. will come forward and... And, and regular people as well. So mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to, in our current proposal, we can't afford to replace all of the windows, but none of our windows are energy efficient by today's standards. Mm -hmm. So that's an area where a, a company, an organization, a family could purchase a window and we could put their name on it. It would be the Timothy Finan Memorial. Well, you're not dead. The Timothy <laughs> Finan. <laughs> we'll be happy to put your name on anything you'd like. Well, like I said, I, I want to have a podcasting room. There you go. Great. Well, we'll see what we can do. So we'll, do we'll do that, but, I, but I'm not willing to pay for it. I'm sorry. Well, but, well, I, then, but, I, but I'll vote for it. <laughs> well, that's something. Okay, so so you, so as it stands, so it's three point four million, about six hundred and fifty. You said something like that. Six seventy two or so. Yeah, just just under seven hundred. So, I think the Warren article as written last week, which has changed, says not more than two point eight million uh, bonded. Right, not more than. Have you done the math? I, I noticed they haven't put it. They said there'll be no tax. In fact, I'm sure that's not correct. <laughs> they probably just haven't done the calculations. Our yet. original one, our original proposal, it was twelve cents per thousand. Twelve cents per thousand. So thirty dollars okay. a year for a, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar home. Okay. So it'll should be less. Mm -hmm. Right, and the way the bond is written, the more fundraising we do and the more money we get in before we have to get the money from the town, right? Before we have to bond the money, the lower the amount will be. All right, great. All right, so did we miss anything that you can think of? Hmm. We've talked on for a good amount of time here. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. a lot of good information. Here. I mean, people do still read books. We have four book clubs currently at the library. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we have a morning book club, an evening book club, a history book club, and a reading for social change book club. It's pretty specific. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're into. So, and you can get information about that on our website, through our Facebook page, through our Twitter page, through our Instagram, and by subscribing to our email newsletter. Also on our um, Expandivation page on the library website, we have a form you can fill out to pledge mm -hmm. money to donate, or you can actually just send the library check. Or bring it in next time you're here. Yep. Great. All right. So before we wrap up, Wanted to go over some dates, just important dates that are coming up that will be critical to this this process. The budget and bond hearing, which is essentially the unveiling of all the Warren articles and the budget, is January 13th, which is next Monday. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping we get this out before then. I'm going to try very, very hard to get this edited out and, and released before then. I should be able to. But so that's if any listeners want to come and talk about the, you know, ask any questions about it. And that uh, should probably be be broadcast on Granite Town Media because it'll be in the select board yep. meeting room, correct? That, that will definitely be broadcast. I feel like there's sure. going to be a lot of people at this meeting. Currently, it's scheduled for in the in the selectman's room. I'm a little surprised that yeah. maybe they'll end up moving it upstairs. We have a lot of supporters who will be showing up because yeah. it is a time for public opinion on yep. each of the Warren articles. Yep, so that's the the, uh, the budget and bond hearing. And not, no changes can be done at that time. That's just, an, uh, like I said, that's an unveiling and, and you can ask questions. The deliberative session is February 1st. Mm -hmm. That's the important one. That's when you can come and actually change it. Yes. So if someone comes and says all they want is the renovations, they could come and potentially make a motion to change it, to lower the cost to be just renovations. Or they That's could increase thing. the cost. Or if someone wants, <laughs> you know, 100 right, parking spaces added, they could come and add, you Absolutely. know, $500,000 and say, I want parking. Yep. So these things can be done. Uh, you you're not guaranteed that will happen, but you you can change the warrant article for those that type of thing. So that's February 1st. That's very important. And the town election is March 10th. And that's when we come out and actually uh, vote. Do you have the dates to register to run for town office? I do. That's the next thing on my oh card. Oh, my goodness. I am, I am prepared. I am prepared. <laughs> so if anyone is interested in running for um, for any town office, specifically the, the um, 
or the trustees of the Board of Trustees? Or just the it trustees? is the Board of the Trustees. The Board of Trustees, yes. that's what it's called. Of the William Y. Wadley Memorial Library. You said that very well. Dun, Say dun, that three dun, times dun. fast. No. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's interested in signing up, you sign up at the town's clerk, town clerk's office uh, starting Wednesday, January 22nd through Friday, January 31st. That's only about a 10-day period. And you, reg- you, you sign up right across the street to the library at the town clerk's office. That's true. So anything else? Anybody uh, think of anything else you want to talk about? You read any good books lately? I am currently reading Stephen Pinker's Enlightenment Now, it's called. Are you enlightened yet? No, not yet. I will be when I finish the book. So it's sort of enlightenment in 700 pages. I go back and forth between highbrow books and... I, I you know, do the same thing. Candy, like a, like a Stephen King, and then I'll read a you know right. a, a science book, and then I'll go back to John Grisham, and then I'll go I go back and forth. I read I read, <coughs> excuse me, Anna Karenina, and oh, I had to goodness. I had to renew that. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, probably the maximum number of times because it took a while to mm-hmm. get through. It was a great book though, but it was a you know what I did read. since we're talking about books. You know when I probably when I turned fifty, I I all of a sudden just decided you know what I'm going to go back and reread all these books I was supposed to read in high school that, oh, I, sure. that I either didn't yeah, read or I that. got the cliff notes and, and just kind of like... Or you read it. them and you didn't think about them. Exactly. So I went back and I read, you know, uh, Tale of Two Cities and Grapes of Wrath, Kill a Mockingbird, all these books. And I was like... They were wonderful they're books. They're amazing books. <laughs> right? Amazing. Absolutely. And they make, you know, 16-year-old kids read them who don't yeah. don't appreciate it at all. There are some good... I, I read Gone with the Wind recently. There, was a, there, was a, there were some really good books out there. I'm working on Catch-22. Oh, never, that's a hard yeah. one. It that's, is hard. hard I, it's, I've been working on that for a little while. Yeah. Did you see the movie? I did not. You shouldn't because <laughs> no, I'm serious because the new s- the remake or the original one. Oh, the or original both. one was there a remake? The one with Art Garfunkel. A... Art Garfunkel played. Oh, that's the first one. Milo. Mine, that sounds Milo, like a bad idea. Whatever all together. But because the book, you you know, the book is so jumps around yes. and it's all about weird, you know, weird paradoxes and catch twenty twos and yes. things like that. You know, so the book kind of interprets it one way, the correct way, I guess, because the author wrote it. But then the movie did the same thing in a different way. So if you read, if you watch the movie and then you read the book, it's like they're very different. And interesting, it, I haven't seen the movie. I, I always like to read Slaughterhouse Five as a companion to Catch Twenty Two, because it sort of addresses some of the same issues and jumps around in yeah. a similar but yet different way. Yeah, I yep. always think that's interesting to see those two books together. All right, that was good. Okay, so this is probably a good place for us to wrap up. So thank you again, Kathy and and Lynn, for talking to us. You gave us a lot of great information that we can digest before the vote in March. Our theme music for today's episode was written and performed by Kevin McLeod at Competech.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on most major podcasting apps. You can also stream directly from Granite Town Media's podcast page at milford.nh.gov slash community media. As always, we welcome any and all feedback or suggestions you may have for future episodes. We invite you to go to Granite Town Media's Facebook page or leave us a comment on our podcast page at soundcloud.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us again for another episode of Inside Milford.